0: I'm Max Steele. I'm a podcaster. The story I'm going to tell you happened in March of 2023 on a podcast called Messed Up at Midnight. The listeners of Messed Up at Midnight called this month the Messed Up March. One movie that was covered on that month was so gross, so disgusting, so downright atrocious. What makes this story so strange? is that this movie was actually made. But what makes this story even stranger is that this movie was made twice. The events you are about to hear are true, and should you watch this movie at your own risk, you may engage in a night to dismember. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. We are the show that wants to let just some pieces of lost media just, just stay lost. Just let's let's just fucking forget about it, guys. I'm your host, Max Steel, and as always, I am joined by the man with a PhD in grindhouse cinema, guys. It's Michael Flaherty, everyone.
1: I, you know what? I on on so many levels. I it's just like I got my picking of where to start. See uh, the PhD in grindhouse cinema. I, I accept that with honor. We're gonna be cover we're gonna cover Mr. No Legs to really dis, to really cement the grind houseiness. And and to those who don't know who what Mr. No Legs is, which is, uh, I'm assuming is 98% of you, like just Google the poster. That's all I ask. God damn, it's funny. But on the other hand, in terms of lost media, it's so apropos that you bring that up. God damn it should some some lost media should stay lost you know there are those there are those times when i'm looking at like the lost spongebob episode of 98 that i'm like did we need to bring that back did we did we all right okay cool and this movie this movie was one of those this movie was one of those i was like you know what we could have just let it fade away but no let's bring it back let's let's uncover this card
0: I mean, honestly, like the, I would say the lost version is better than the one that we got. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, but guys, we're talking about A Night to Dismember. It was released in 1983, but may have actually been released in 1989. I don't fucking know them. The finding out facts on this movie was like pulling teeth. And this movie was directed by Doris Wishman, who is primarily known for a whole lot of sexploitation films. A Night to Dismember barely passes student film standards of competence. You know, scratch that. It doesn't pass student film standards of competency with audio and video completely out of sync, a bizarre choice of color correction, a baffling soundtrack that thinks true horror comes from seeing people getting stabbed in the neck with the sounds of aha overlaid, and garbled editing that just screams lack of coverage mike, mike, mike what mike what did you think of this movie i
1: swear to god i okay i have th- th- okay grant scheme this movie's terrible this movie is so bad it's so <laughs> oh lord have mercy this you know listeners there are so many of these movies that we've covered that have been like, all. it's all over the bad movie spectrum. There are movies that have hurt me to my core that I will never forget. These are core memories I have built thanks to this podcast, Bookie Larson. But then there are others that I'm like, that are so ridiculous, so balls to the wall, that I'm like, this is amazing. Samurai Cop and Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. And Buckaroo Banzai. Like, the like there. It's it's a whole spectrum. And I have to say... I don't know where it fits on the spectrum, but I have to say if I had to put my, like, plant my flag in in a movie that I feel like best signifies what we try and do here, it would be this damn movie because Jesus Christ Almighty, this movie is every hallmark of everything we have discussed in terms of movie, movie how-to, as well as all of the hallmarks of everything we look for in good old Hollywood trash. It is just everything. And uh, it is all that in a bag of fucking chips, man. I swear to God.
0: I mean, dude, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with this one. I mean, I know that we d- you do like a little bit of like where this movie falls and you're like drinking movie marathon. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, this movie is number. This is the first movie you watch. This is a movie Absolutely. you start off with. You just Absolutely. fucking hit the ground running with a night to dismember. It's like, it's barely over an hour so this sort is like you know you're opening like you know little thing that gets you just in the right headspace to get ready for a night of drinking and watching some shitty movies
1: mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely this is you know what we 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 did have for a long period of time i remember we had uh uh the John Claude Van Dam, uh what is it? The Kung Fu fella, Mr. No, Mr. No Retreat. No retreat. No surrender,
0: no surrender. hell yeah.
1: <laughs> that was our number that was our that was our movie number one, but it has been officially dethroned. It has I would been say officially so. dethroned. This movie is god damn, this should be the warm-up. Like is it's it is it is so it is a quick movie, and god damn is this a ridiculous ass movie.
0: But let's talk a little bit about we mentioned this earlier, the multiple versions of this film. You see, there was there was once a young young man in in Michael Flaherty. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not not going down. No, 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 I'm not going down that route.
1: We had a dream.
0: (laughs) So there was a lost version of this film. It was allegedly destroyed by a disgruntled employee at the photo processing lab. and. The original, the uh, lost. I'm going to use that term. The lost version was actually like it didn't have our lead actress, the porn star Samantha Fox, who actually paid Doris Wishman two thousand dollars to be in this movie. And you know i i watched I watched the lost version. Mike, you watched a little bit of it, so we'll, we'll save the conversation about that for the very what do you think at the we'll do that at the end of the podcast yeah. to kind of wrap everything yeah. up so you guys can see like the little bits and pieces that were used in this movie but Mike what what did you think when you found out there was a lost version
1: I okay so I initially when I when I it's I I I'm going to be so honest with you I have no idea how this movie even landed in my lap like it feels like one of those things where it's like I I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling any denomination out, but it feels like there was almost divine intervention, like a light opened up and (laughs) this movie just came down into my lap and just went, we will watch this (laughs) because like this, the fact that there are two versions of this and listeners, I shit you not. When I say they're, they are two completely different movies. Like, like my co-host said, they follow the same beats but they are two different movies and the fact that it the fact that they the fact that they had two of them is just wild to me i i honestly i honestly had no idea where to start it's like a, it's like a buffet at golden corral you're like i don't want to be here but i don't know where to start
0: I mean, we ran into this issue. So before we even watch the movie, what we usually do is we'll go our separate ways. We'll watch the movies and then come back, rec- hit record, and then just start talking about them. But we actually found this. Both versions are available on YouTube, so you guys can go and watch this really easily. But we tried to figure out, like, wait, which which one do we watch? And I thought I was like, okay, well, what if we just watch the the lost the lost version. But then we were like, wait, there are actually two different movies. So, okay, we'll just focus on the one that was originally released and then we'll focus on the lost. Like it, it was very confusing for us to figure out. So we're gonna be focusing on the what I'm gonna call the original one that was actually released and not the lost one. Uh so Mike, what did you think when I mentioned that this uh this movie features a porn star as its lead actress, directed by Doris Wishman, who I mentioned Was a sexploitation director?
1: See, okay. See, the fact that you mentioned Doris Wishman is like did sexploitation like films before this, and Mm -hmm. like that—that honestly, just it makes so much sense. Like, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where you wouldn't have thought of it until someone put the context in front of you and then you would oh that oh my god that makes a whole lot of sense you're like yeah that's why this feels weird and it's like it's there are so many of these beats that make no utter sense that you just look at and that with the context that doris wishman did sexploitation movies you're like oh Okay, I see the setup. You're like, okay, that makes more sense. And the fact that he, the fact that he had a porn star as the, as the lead actress who paid him to be in the movie,
0: her, she who wanted, paid her, who paid her to be in the movie. You got to watch a oh, porn. Doris Mike,
1: I, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> Doris was <it's> coming <laughs> for me. No, oh, that's like, that's just so odd. That's so odd to me
0: yeah it's very especially like paying somebody to be in their movie like especially like a very low level like i mean you could find that i mean don't get me wrong me and mike would pay you know a bunch of money to be in a steven spielberg movie but you're not going to see us actually doing that i don't know where (laughs) samantha fox got the idea like hey i'm gonna pay doris wishman to be in this thing (laughs) that she's working on
1: It's like, that's so weird. It's like, like you don't pay to be in movies. That's such a weird idea to me. Like it's, it's like the best case scenario is you go up and you go, I'll be in it for free boss. And you just throw your hands up and just sort of wait for them to jump at you. Like the fact that she in $2,000 in, in the seventies, that's not a small chunk of change. That's, that's a decent amount of money. That's like that's like ten grand or something. Like I don't I don't know I don't know the inflation rate, but
0: yeah, it was just, filmed, that's a it, lot of money. It was filmed in nineteen seventy nine, so like the late seventies, and the yeah, most, so it's yeah,
1: it's yeah, so it's like nineteen seventy eight money. Like, dog, that's a lot of money. Like,
0: <laughs> so Mike, I, I'm excited to talk about this movie. Let's let's just yes. get right into the just get right into the question. Everybody is here for. If this movie were a drink, what would it be and why?
1: Okay. All right. So my cocktail for the original release. I wanted to just take a lot of themes from the movie as well as the real style that I got from the movie. And the style I got from the movie, much like Samurai Cop, is even though it was released in a date that was not the era that I'm feeling, it still mm. feels like that era. And that era is the 70s. This, there you go. This feels 70s as hell. Like, mother of God above, this feels 70s. So I was like, okay, cool. 70s cocktails. Done. Can do. And I was like, but wait. What is, what is the base of this movie? What spirit does this movie embody? This movie is cheap. Uh, it serves to do nothing but offer you cheap, dumb thrills. And it, there's no base or substance to this. There's no depth. There's no part of you that's going, wow, I wonder what the introspective nature is of this character and why they are doing what they have done. You go, you go, oh, cool, stabbing, blood, guts, boobs. Like that's that's literally the entire day of movie. That's literally it's just it is like neurons activated. So I'm like, great, vodka, boom, done. It is not high-octane enough to be tequila, so I'm going vodka. Cool. All right, so we have that. Now, what cocktail from the 70s would best work with, with that? And I thought of a slow gin fizz. So for those that don't know, a slow gin fizz is one and a half ounces of slow gin, uh, one ounce of lemon juice, three-quarters of an ounce of simple syrup, and you uh, top off with a little bit of club soda. Now. That's that's delicious. That sounds wonderful. That's not this mm-hmm. movie. So, all right, we're gonna add some. We're gonna make some adjustments. Okay, no slow gin. That's too deep. There's too much development there. We're going vodka. That's it. <sighs> Lemon juice? No, we're going cranberry juice. We're going. Mm. We're muddling strawberries in there. You need the red. You need the blood. There's got to be of blood. It's of horror movie. It's got to be, it's got to be nothing but an overt amount of gore that makes you go, okay, so that's where most of the money went, huh? So, cool. There's that. Simple Syrup. There is nothing saccharine or sweet about this movie. So, there, there is confusion, though. I don't know if you felt it, Max, but I felt confusion. So, we're not going to use Simple, but we will use something later on. Hmm. Okay, So moving forward, club soda to top, that's too boring. You need something to level it up, something to 70s it up, something that has a little bit of fanfare, a little bit of over the topness, a little bit of like that. Well, Okay, I don't know why you did that, but sure, why not? So before you put in that club soda, crack in an egg white. Or just, you know, Mm. cracking the whole egg. Who cares? Who gives a shit? It's going to be fizzy. (laughs) And it's it's going to create that big old foam that's going to make everyone go, what the hell is he drinking?
0: (laughs) Just the yolk just (laughs) sitting right on top of the drink.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, who ordered a sunny side up gin fizz? (laughs) No. Okay. So we have it. Perfect. Now. We got to add in that club soda, because if you've seen a Ramos Gin Fizz, you get that big head to rise up out of the glass. We -hmm. want that because that's cool. Horror movies are all about gore and boobs, and we need to make it eye-catching. So let's Mm -hmm. add in the club soda to give it that big rise that makes everyone go, ooh, okay. But finally, we need to add the weirdness. It's got to be weird because this movie's weird. For all that it tried to do, it didn't. So, instead of that simple syrup, I want you to throw in a dash of pickle juice. Oh, yeah. Because you're not supposed to go, what a delicious drink. You're supposed to go, what the hell? (laughs) And then, as you're drinking it, just to really get into that mood, you need to have drowning prices right, like... Family Feud, seventies, eighties era music blasting in your ear. It's got to be uncomfortable. It's got to be uncomfortable, and you just down the hatch.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that. We're. I feel like we're going to be going back to that a lot throughout this podcast. I love. I love the egg. I love the egg white. I love the yolk. Pickle juice. Got me. You. you got me. Like you sideswiped me on that one. I'm like, oh, 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 okay, here we go. The egg white was like a, oh wow, I wasn't thinking of that. The pickle juice was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This movie had so (laughs) many of those that, because
1: the yellow, the yolk, I was like, okay, that yellow tintedness that comes in not only the original version, but the lost version, I was like, perfect. Egg yolk. (laughs) I was like, it's got to have that weird yellowness that confuses you.
0: We have to have like all of our drinks have to have some like weird color to them, whether it's like the, Absolutely. the swamp green of the Mac and me or the tinted yellowness of this one. We have to have like just some weird color to go along with it i
1: i i still my liver like when you said the mac in me the mac secretion my (laughs) liver i could feel my liver shaking in fear like almost (laughs) like a victim it was like oh no not again no please no more midori
0: so mike i I love the drink but i'm gonna present you i'm i'm going back a little bit i'm going back to classic michael flaherty and i'm presenting you with a situation. Oh, we love them. We love them here. Dude, we, love, we love a good situation. So this will not be a good one. But I feel like you already knew that. You know, when, when going in for the A Night to Dismember experience, you know what you're going to get. It, it's like going to Waffle House. You, you, you're, you know what you're getting. I'm going to throw a setting at you, okay? A dive bar. But not like a cool hipster, you know, a cool spot that hipsters would go to to drink off the wall beers or a really nasty hole in the wall spot that has the best Buffalo Ranch wings you've ever had in your entire life. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a dive bar that looks shitty, has disgusting food. And the bartender is like on his third crack binge this month and may or may not be wanted by the FBI. But you're not going to ask questions as he stares into your soul with a cigarette in his mouth being held together by three teeth. Oh, by the way, it's in a small town. But not like cool small town of like $10,000. You know, I'm talking about like small town of like a thousand people where everybody lives in a trailer park. Oh. So you as an out of towner comes in to said dive bar, and the only people in the bar is like you, the bartender, and this like one guy in the corner watching a tube TV and occasionally throwing darts. So you go to the bartender, and after getting his attention, you ask for the menu. And he hands it to you, and it's like five things that are all very vague on like a black and white menu. It's like beer, shots, but you see the special. This piques your curiosity, so you order it. Bartender gives you a confused crack stare and then after like the longest 10 seconds of your life starts to make you the drink and you sit down in this damp bar stool and watch him because you know homeboy in the corner's got the only tv in the bar so you know might as well watch yourself some entertainment so bartender goes to the fridge rummages around inside pulls out a pbr that has dust on it and when he opens it there isn't that sound, you know, when you open a, f- a nice a nice cold can of beer. It's just silence. So the bartender pours it straight down into the glass, but there isn't foam because that P- that PBR has been flat since before COVID. And you're thinking, okay, like, could the special be like, like a michelada, like a shandy of some kind? But then old Cletus just rummages around under the bar, pulls out a clear plastic bottle that has... Everclear, written on, in, on it in, like, black Sharpie, and he just tosses in a pour of Everclear there. And you're just sitting there like, okay, I've never seen this before. This looks disgusting, but how will this turn out? And the bartender pauses. He looks around, he's confused, he can't find something. So he takes your drink to the back, and he's gone for, like, five minutes. And then he comes back out with your drink, and now it's got a red tint to it. How... Is it grenadine? Is it red wine? Is it blood? You don't know, but it, it's red now, so we just got to roll with it. So he takes the drink to you and places it in front of you, and then pours you a shot of whiskey from, again, another clear plastic bottle, puts it in a dirty shot glass, then slides you the drink, and, you know, I, I guess the special is a bomb. So the, part, so the bartender pulls out a voice box, puts it against his neck, and says, $3, cash only. So you give him a five, just hoping he doesn't kill you, And you just drop that shot in your mysterious red PBR Everclear down the hatch. And then 15 minutes later, you're throwing up in the bathroom of this dive bar where you found a homeless man sleeping. But he's, you know, very understanding and he lets you, you know, do your thing and you throw up for an hour and somehow you're able to stand up and get the fuck out of there. And yeah, that's this movie.
1: Damn. Damn, I love this scene setting. Also, I do love the I do love the 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 icing on top of him going 350 cash only. That's how you know when you're like, you're like, oh, I know that you will throw down. This I love going to dive bars that are cash only because it's like it's either cool new age hipstery and you're like, oh, okay, you yeah, you don't look like you'd harm a fly, or it's that old school cash only dive bar in like the year of our Lord, like 2020, 2023. And you're just like, oh, damn. Okay. Could the po- cards haven't come here yet. Good to know. Good to know. There's a lot of under the table stuff. Love it. Also, I love the addition of. It comes out red, and you're like, I'm not going to ask questions, <laughs> like to your benefit. You're like, there could be, there could just be some real, real sketchy shit in there, but you know, I, I put a lot of faith in this crackhead. <laughs> I, I love it. I dig it. I dig it. That's this movie. That is, that's that. This movie's energy.
0: And you know, if if you guys liked that drink, let's just let's get right into talking about this fucking weird thing that is. A night to dismember. So we start off old bleeding titles reminiscent of Night of the Living Dead. And already, I got to stop here and say, what the fuck (laughs) is this music? Oh my God. I, dude. Oh my God. God. Mike, you're the the music guy. Just give me a second. (laughs)
1: Okay, so I'll jump in and explain the music. The best way I can say it is this movie movie does a real genuine attempt at balancing movie sort of sound composition by choosing essentially three moods. Uh, It's either stock sound from a suspenseful moment in a 60s movie. It's uh, jaunty, jaunty game show music from the, from the seventies or, and this is my personal favorite, weird jazz numbers just scattered around. Just, it's like if you, it's like if, you know, you, you're hearing, you're hearing a really messy divorce proceeding and you turn to yourself and your brain and go, this calls for John Coltrane. Like, it's like as if that's gonna like change things up the mood or bring down the mood. You're like, it's you're like, I need you know, you know what would make this really violent separation between two people? Blue Train.
0: Like, it's you like, what no? I mean, I mean, honestly, like, and this is a running thing throughout this movie. It's the is that randomly it like as you see people getting like you know stabbed in the neck or blood pouring down their face. It's just like like elevator music that's just playing in the background of like a you're like at a fancy hotel, but it's like instead it's just you know people getting stabbed in the neck. with just <sighs> do 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 yeah. <laughs> do 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 do. Like,
1: that's my favorite. Is like is like people having mental breakdowns. Is it's like
0: do 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 do. But it's, I feel like it's not supposed to be funny. That's the thing. So, like,
1: why is it so jaunty? Why is it so jaunty? Like I'm like I'm like I feel like I should be taking a stroll, not like freaking out.
0: Okay, so let's get back to this. We get a detective voiceover. Something happened, October 1986. Something something bloody October by a lake. All the murders and death happened on October 15th my dad's birthday and what makes it stranger is it all happened to the kent's brother they lived there and they were killed except for what this is this is like an info dump and they do this thing throughout the whole movie where they will just tell you what's going on like as like as you can visually see it the narrator like the detective will just pop in and say ah yes old little vicky was scared by something in the lake and you'll see her just running and the thing in the lake it's This movie is like (laughs) thinking you are too dumb to be able to process what you're looking at on screen and it pisses me off.
1: This movie, damn. This movie really, (laughs) I feel like this movie, like I I would love to think that Doris Wishman was like, I'm going to make a movie that caters to not only normal, uh, normal, that's, oof, that's a tough break. You like normal,
0: fuck being normal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, okay, all right. I'm going to cater to 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 able-bodied people as well as as well as our our blind compatriots and just had the narrator narrate literally everything because my host is not exaggerating; he narrates every single thing under the sun it could be it could be something as simple as like the dad walking to to open a fridge, and you will go and Frank got up and walked over to the fridge pensively. And open up the fridge to
0: grab a beer.
1: And you're like, oh my God. And you're like, I, we could have just let him open the fridge.
0: So, okay, so we zoom. So we go to this old guy who apparently is very proud of his daughters, from what the voiceover is telling us. And he's playing solitaire and then just fucking falls asleep while he's doing it. But you know, it doesn't matter because we cut to a seductive leg and then a woman. Then we just get boobs on YouTube. Who is she? Now, now she's now she's getting in the bath and then we get a random shot of an axe and she screams. So this naked girl was just fucking getting like an axe just bonked on her by Susan, <laughs> the <laughs> eldest daughter, because the younger naked daughter, Bonnie, was the favorite. So we see a bloody bathtub. But then, OK, yeah, so Bonnie gets killed. But then Susan then unalives herself accidentally because she fell on the axe and we are two minutes in. You're only two minutes in, and we already get someone falling on the axe and unaliving.
1: That's, that's, that's so, it's so, such little time with some of these movies. See, it's like already one kill in, and it's not even like three minutes. Already, that's a gamble. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, wow, we're really cutting to the chase here, and that is a date. You're a playing, you're playing fast and loose. And then on top of that, you have someone unaliving themselves by tripping and falling on their weapon. Which I gotta say, also you you've instantly made me think comedy. Like it's you can't have the murderer go whoopsie daisies and then getting out of the picture. That's, that's not, that's, that's not convincing me as the viewer. Like if you could sit there and go, she was overstricken with grief and couldn't handle Then I'm like, okay, cool. We have context, but mm-hmm. just having her go, whoops. And then just like, just mean like, anyways, you're like, hey, <laughs> what was this Tom and Jerry bit that we were going for?
0: <laughs> so, okay, we move on. Next scene. The detective receives a call from the father. At one thirty, apparently dad went out on a business trip and left his wife to stroll, and then we just cut to her, and this guy's wife is just (laughs) bare-chested, just boobs out, just wandering in a field, fucking dirty-ass hippies, and then we cut back to the dad who's found this wife just in a pool of blood and just has the most basic reaction to it.
1: I there's so much to unpack with this singular sentence it's no kidding no kidding it is like and his wife was taking her evening stroll and you're like oh okay so it's a middle-aged woman we're gonna see her she's probably walking a dog down the sidewalk nope it's just this no just woman hippies. with a chest just out fucking just, hippies just just, just with and and wearing just, a wearing of
0: just an open fucking like just chet just boobs out just fucking walking around just, wearing like a hawaiian shirt with her boobs out
1: (laughs) and she's just and it's like and she's just in the woods like touching like tall grass really i'm like what is this woodstock shit that we're a part of like but like damn okay but and also the the dad who gets back from a business trip and it hard cuts to the to the wife being dead and he just and he's just literally it is like he had the same reaction That I have when I go to Taco Bell and I go, Can I get a beefy five burrito? And they go, We don't have the ingredients. I'm like, ah, rats. Well, anyways, let me get a Doritos (laughs) Locus Taco. Like the same energy. He's like, he's like, ah, dang it. All right, well, guess I'm going for that
0: New York, whatever. I don't know, man, he's probably polyamorous, so he probably has like, I don't know, eight other wives. Just like, like, God, damn it, I lost this one. No,
1: no, 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 no. He's monogamous, but he's doing the 50s, the 50s and back thing where he's got like two families, one on East Coast, one on West Coast. So he's like, oh, whoops, I guess I'm going back to going back to like California. (laughs) Like,
0: okay. so we get with the voiceover. We hear that the dad hired a hitman to kill his wife. But then a few hours later. He was found hung in his jail cell, which, you know, based off of, you know, some certain current events, I'm guessing that this dad didn't kill himself.
1: (laughs) It's key.
0: He's
1: he's sitting there. He's sitting there in the jail cell and he's just like, hanging out and then he just walks and he just looks over, he sees a security guard he's like, oh, hey, Dennis, and the guy just and, th- and you just see the security guard walk over and just click off on the security camera and then you just see the guy go, oh, no, oh, no, no, come on, please, just, like in the corner.
0: <laughs> so, okay, what do we, where do we go from here? We go to this guy named Adam, who's dad's brother, and said he was unaware of what happened to his brother. But then we see a flashback. Five years ago, Adam's daughter Vicky was put into a hospital for the criminally insane for killing two neighborhood boys, and we see these boys playing in a cemetery, like you know all boys do. Yeah, and,
1: absolutely, Mike. You normal, remember the days normal.
0: of when you were playing in the cemetery, you know, jumping you on ever, headstones, grave absolutely. robbing. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You ever you ever just sit there and just play just play like Frogger, but just over headstones? You know, here lies. <laughs> Here lies, Dan Smith, dead 19, 1980, And nineteen eighty. We're just like, whoops! Like, just knocking over, knocking it over, grave <laughs> robbing, you know,
0: as boys get do. Some, get
1: some jewels, yeah, just you normal, know, normal, normal boy stuff. Normal boy stuff.
0: Breaking out the dental tools, getting ready to steal some gold teeth.
1: Gam Gamma Gam Gam had some money, and she put it all into her dentures.
0: <laughs> so now we see these boys; they're just sprinting through the cemetery, and then they go down into the basement from deathbed, the bed that eats. Not not really, but it really does fucking look like it. So we get yeah, some right. more shadowy shots of a knife. These two boys wander through the catacombs. Now the film is like, okay, we've slowed down a little bit. And then just fucking picks right back up with one of the boys to get stabbed through the neck, quick cuts while the other just stares at a shadow. And then, okay, all of a sudden he's just fucking dead. Like it's, it's just like that. It's just instantaneously. <laughs> Like, but he's not actually is, he's not actually a, dead though because we can see he's fucking we see he's playing dead but we see his like chest moving so he's still fucking breathing he's still holding on there
1: dude it is like it is like a speed running any percent frame perfect kill like it is straight up this kid goes from goes from ah to on the ground and you're like oh you're like oh fuck i guess i guess he got got you're like he really kind of Life comes at you fast in this cemetery, huh?
0: Watch out! It's Ferris Bueller behind the camera with a knife. <laughs> Life comes at you pretty fast if you don't stop and look around. You might get got. You understand? Dude, oh, me?
1: dude! Instead, dude! Instead of the jaunty like Prices Right music, you just hear you just hear it very quietly.
0: Just hear chika
1: You're like you're like oh oh no!
0: In the distance, you hear it over the mountains. Run! <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> so now, where do we go? It's five years later. Vicky Kent was released from the hospital because she was allegedly, and we're using quotation marks here, cured. And we go to Billy Kent, who's watching over Vicky. He, he thinks she needs to go back to the hospital, but they're walking outside. But then we see Vicky leaving the hospital with her parents. They get into Kent's car, and Vicky takes the scarf off her mom's neck. It's supposed to be tense and spooky. And then we get random shots of driving, but the outside confuses Vicky. And they show this by fucking shaking the camera around, like twisting it back and forth to show Vicky feeling like sick, but she doesn't tell her parents
1: now. This is I I it, it's so I, weird. I've never, I've never felt like I there are so many moments where like I've watched movies and I've like felt nauseous from all from exterior. Circumstances this is the first Time I've watched a movie and felt nauseous from Interior circumstances mm. Like I was watching that and I literally Saw that and it's not Like a little quick like "Ooh, she's Nauseous or whatever or Like her head spinning it's Like they do they cut Back to it like t- Two or three times And the entire time I'm just like jeez Please stop oh my god please stop
0: Yeah it's it's so jarring, and especially like when you mentioned when they cut back to it, it feels like they just didn't get enough footage, and they're just trying to make it work by just constantly cutting back to it like over and over and over again to really try to build that tension and I mean that can work, but if you only have like three shots that you're cutting to in the span of like a minute, but everything else in your movie is lacking in terms of like you know the sound the overall. Color the look of it, like it, your movie's just gonna feel just dumb. said <laughs> like that's yeah. just the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just gonna look really, really stupid.
0: <laughs> so we move on. Next scene: Mary, the other sister, she doesn't want Vicky in the house, and her and Billy are watching from the inside of like this room that has just fucking red just walls. I guess they just had it left over from the number 23 or some shit. Cause every, Dude, like this house is so fucking red.
1: It, it, it is, it is shocking, shocking how red this house is. I'm like the entire time I was watching it. I just sat there and just was like, Jesus Christ, this house is weirdly designed. I was like, my God. And now also, he- also before we continue, sorry to jump in this can we talk about how Vicky's siblings suck ass? Like dude, they're fucking I terrible, know, dude. I know. Look, look. I understand the whole like ha ho- like they committed homicide, so to have you know your cautions or your wits about you, yeah, that totally makes sense. But you know, let's not go. But let's not sit there and go like go like mm, let's make it. Let's make her life worse. Mm-hmm.
0: How old are they supposed to be, too?
1: They all look 30. They all look 30. Like, is this
0: but, just like a house in Italy where like everybody stays at their parents' house oh, until like it's, it's they're like, it's 30 like a, or 35?
1: It's like a, yeah. It's like a century house where it's where it's like, we've been in here since the 1850s. So we're not leaving now.
0: Yeah, And another thing I want to point out that I, you know, just kind of began to notice with this is Vicky and her parents enter and Adam starts to talk to Billy and Mary but if you notice, Adam's mouth does not line up with the dialogue. They literally had to go, they literally ADR'd this whole fucking movie. I, I, oh my, I want, like the, I want to go ahead. The entire movie was filmed without sound, and all the dialogue and sound effects were dubbed later per IMDb.
1: Heights, I I wanna say this, and I'm gonna make a bold claim, a bold call, that either you can refute or corroborate. This is the worst dubbing I have ever seen in my life. This is I I I this makes Samurai cop look like a masterclass in how to dub.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh dude, like I I, I haven't seen like every single like because I know there's there's some atrocious dubbing in like martial arts movies. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, this is the worst, this is definitely the worst dubbing that we have seen on this podcast. And we absolutely I'm, I have a feeling that title will stick, but again, I haven't seen every single bad martial arts movie. Cause Dude, holy no. shit, this was we gotta, no. we gotta
1: we gotta we gotta hop on, we gotta hop on some of these martial arts movies. Some of them, some of them are just wildly terrible. <laughs>
0: I have one I want to tell you about. I'll I'll let I'll let you know about it when we're when we're done recording. Hell, but
1: hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: But anyway, so Vicky, you know, she ends up getting her old room back. And we get like harsh shadows on the wall. And this room is confusing because there is like a singular picture of the Mona Lisa on the wall. <laughs> oh, and then like a couple of like pictures of her. <laughs> quote unquote boyfriend off in the corner, but just, I don't know, on one wall, there's just a small framed picture of the Mona Lisa. And it just confuses me. It's
1: so awesome. It's so awesome. You know, you know, when you think, when you think early to mid 20s, I'm assuming, you know, even 30s, shit, even 30s, like person, you think, okay, they're probably going to put posters. They're probably going to put like, Art, you know, like maybe like like band posters, like, ooh, like the who are going to be in my town. I got to go see them sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Not a singular tiny picture of the Mona Lisa (laughs) on one wall, as in the whole wall is completely bare naked, except for one Mona Lisa picture. That's as small as those like, like, like a picture frame? It's, it's an yeah, it's by a, it's a, it's a 8 by 10 It's a literal 8x10. It is a literal 8x10 of the Mona Lisa. It's smack in the middle of a massive
0: wood panel wall. Okay, let's keep, let's keep powering through this. Okay, we, we, Mike, we can get through this movie. We can get through this movie. We can do this. So Vicky sits down. She starts, you know, looking at the enormity of her room. And then she starts getting dressed when the mood shifts. She hears her name getting called. So she goes into the next room where it's all dark. And then like, I don't know, we get spooky voice music and then she starts having visions of like hands touching her, like grabbing her boob and like bloody hands and she's gasping and scared. And then she goes back to her own room, but it was all her imagination. Or was it? That's the whole, that's the whole thing with this movie. But then we move on. Next scene. Next scene. Everything's yellow green, just like just kind of like Michael Flaherty's drink. So Billy is sitting outside and he's like eating an apple. But it fucking doesn't matter because Vicky is now all of a sudden inside. And now she's just got fucking cake faced to the like tease. Like, I mean, she's got like, you know, I swear, like a centimeter of makeup on her face. And she's looking at a picture. And it's of Frankie because Mary told us and Mary is jealous and then rips it up. Then we cut to later where Vicky now just has fucking makeup running down her face and just in fucking tears crying with bad ADR just cry bad crying noises over it.
1: It is it is I exactly it is it is so insane one also context your mentally unstable sister just got out of the mental hospital she is she was in there for homicide. She's killed a man. (laughs) She's she's killed a man. So maybe not like waltz over to her and go, hey, that thing you care about, it can go to hell. Like, I don't think that's the wisest. I feel like that's kicking a hornet's nest because you know she's about that life. Like, so it's that feels like a weird, weird stance to take. Also, agreed, she is wearing such minimal makeup. And then, It hard cuts to bad dubbed of crying, Mm -hmm. and dude, it look, dude, mascara is down to her lips, like Uh, it is running so badly. I just want to look at her and be like,
0: "Did did your mom die?" Like, what the (laughs) hell? I was like, I was like, (laughs) she looks like you've just like been through it. Holy shit! (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that is some that is that is the 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 makeup running and tears going on. You're like. Man, that had to be like family member dying level of serious.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, okay, cut. But we cut to Vicky outside. Mom calls. Vicky wanders down the street. By the way, it's now nighttime. So the the picture she was holding, the picture of Frankie, yeah, he runs into Vicky and she's just like, OMG, hey, how's it going? But Mary watches from the window and we can feel that she's jealous through all like Four pixels of this whole movie. Frankie's just like, hey, I almost forgot how pretty you were. And Vicky's like, I'm well now. I missed you, Frankie. And I guess they're fucking together now. And Mary is sad. Dude,
1: by the dude, the resolution of this movie is so bad. It feels like I'm playing a fucking Nintendo 64 which, game. Or, which, or 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 even worse, like maybe like a PS1 game. Like it is.
0: Damn. Which, you know, I'm willing to give it like the benefit of the doubt because again, this both versions, the lost and the, um, I guess original, the, both versions are available on YouTube and you can watch them. So I don't know if that just has to do with like YouTube's compression or oh, yeah, what. So I'm, true. so I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt with that. But if you look at it from the perspective of, Hey, this movie was shot in this, like the late seventies and then came out in like 83 or 89 or whenever whenever it fucking was i mean halloween came out in a very similar time and it was made for
1: very little like and it's just just, saying damn like that's that is my exact thing because like every time i hear the like oh my god but it was like 19 like 70 like five or something like that and i'm like and texas chainsaw came out in 74 and it was made for jack shit and Night of the Living Dead came out in 68 and was made for jack shit.
0: Facts don't care about your feelings, guys.
1: Dude, I'd call me Ben Shapiro. Give me my yamaka. Let me Give me the lyrics to wet ass pussy. Um, facts don't care about your feelings, libs.
0: So, okay. We go back with Frankie, though. We see Frankie and some other girl whose name is Sandy. They're together, and I guess they're, they're like getting frisky. Frankie's cheating on Vicky. What is this? But then they have the the single handling. And Mike, you, you made a bold claim earlier. I want to make a bold claim here too. They have the weirdest kiss on film that oh, I, I have ever seen. No, it's, it's like dude. he's trying, to, he's like eating her lips and sucking her face. It's, I'm like, he's trying to, he's like so trying to get bad. into her or some shit. Dude, it is. He's it
1: like, it's like, it's like they're like, it's like Dora Wishman was like, All right, and okay, it's gonna be a sex scene, so kiss for me. And they're like kissing normally, and Dora's like, No, 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 it's gotta be bigger, more grand, and like they're like, It's kissing, what does that mean? And Dora's like, I don't know, open up your mouth wider. And the and the guy who plays Frankie's like, Okay. So, yeah, it looks like it looks like he's trying to like like suck out her soul like a dementor. Like it's just like it's it's room levels of bad. Like I was like, what the
0: fuck? Listen, I'm half. I was halfway expecting like the editing to just like make his lips just grow bigger and bigger and bigger, and then eventually just, he just like fucking starts eating her head whole. Yeah,
1: it just like <laughs> it, like his jaw unhinges, and you just and you just see it like just like go around her head.
0: Fellas, next time you're, you're getting a little frisky with that special person in your life. Kiss like this, they won't see what's coming. <laughs> and and they pro- sure probably, as hell won't. They'll probably file a restraining order against you too. So take <laughs> that into consideration. Like,
1: they'll probably be like, be like, be like, I waited for a kiss and you just started like eating my mouth. It was weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Frankie's like, hey, I love you, but Sandy's like, well, what about the Kent girls? And he's like, well, I was just having fun with them, both of them. Ooh. Frankie <laughs> Frankie's
1: getting around town.
0: So we get random shots of like Sandy's feet and a Playboy bunny tattoo on Frankie, but then we get crashing noises. Audio's cutting out. Frankie goes to investigate. Walks downstairs. And Frankie got like that dad bod going on before dad bods were cool. <laughs> he's like ready to fucking throw down if he needs to. I
1: love just, that. Whoa. That's he's got he's got the same he's got the same like the the same like like walk that like the the same walk in bod it that like dads have when like when like they get like woken up because they heard because someone heard a noise over by the door and by the living room and they're like all right you just gotta go get the bat and so they're just singing (laughs) like with their like little gut in their like bat and they're like all right i'm ready to beat your ass down
0: That is a, if you ever see that that is a man that gives no fucks. He's ready just to fucking hit your ass with that thing. They're like
1: they're like it is 3:30 in the fucking morning.
0: No. So, what do we get? We get a a weird quotation marks here. Jump scare with a cat getting, like, tossed. In. It looks like the, our fucking intern just said, like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to hold this gun to this cat anymore. And just fucking throws it at the actor I, and just, just turns around and just fucking hauls ass out of here.
1: He's like, he just sits there and, like, he's got the gun to mittens. And he's like, I've, I've had enough. And he, like, throws the cat. And, and, and Doris was like, keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. And it's like, He just, like, books it to his, like, Toyota Tercel.
0: <laughs> But then but then what happens? Frankie like he goes back up to Sandy and she's like, "Hey, there's no one there." But then we get like duotone hands, a shadow of a knife, they kiss and Frankie gets decapitated and Sandy is just kind of standing there like "Word." And then she gets decapitated and then her head gets placed inside of the fireplace. And yeah, that's the fucking scene It's
1: so metal It's so awesome So, I love that He is straight up decapitated It's not like It's not like, whoopsie Like, the knife went through the throat And he's like, oh, oh my god What's going on? It's like, his head is not there anymore And she is just the entire time like Damn, I was like I was feeling him too, you know Instead of being like Holy shit! There's a dead body in front of me, and then yeah, then then the killer grabs her head and jams it into a live fireplace, and I'm just like the entire time when I see when I see the head go in the fireplace, I'm like hell yeah, (laughs) I was like fuck yeah, that's that's what's
0: up. So we haven't seen our detective. Let's go back to him. This he gets a disguised phone call. He says go to nine Sycamore Street, and then we. We go there. The detective walks into this hotel room, sees the crime scene with Sandy's head in the fireplace. But then we move on. Next scene. The kids sit around. <laughs> they eat, it's, I don't fucking know, like a giant charcuterie boy. And Vicky I, just I, eats like straight turkey, we, like a man we, in front of her family.
1: We gotta, we gotta talk about the dinner scene. It's, it's, they, um,
0: they it like, like that. You know, you know that you know that Charles Manson interview where he's like making a bunch of faces and he's like I'm nobody. I'm nobody. Yeah. Like, he's, he's yeah. making, she's making the king, man. pieces. I rule the nickels.
1: <laughs> she's, she's, sh- she's the literally the table for dinner. You know, it's like, you could at least sit there and whip up spaghetti and then just, like, put it on a plate. Like, it doesn't need to be extravagant, y'all. It's just, what they do is they grab a a plate of cold cuts and a plate of crap fucking singles, put it on two separate plates and put it on the damn table. And then you just see, you just see like, like the family members that aren't Vicky, like grab it by the fork and like, like, <laughs> Like saw open their crap singles and eat it, and then you see Vicky just manhandle the baloney and just start shoveling it in her mouth. Listen, man, no,
0: no, no, no. this family is all about going keto. That's all they're doing. They're just trying to cut carbs. You're right.
1: You're right. (laughs) You're right. They're like, they're like, we're we made a deconstructed pizza, and it's just like it's just cheese and
0: meat. you're missing the best part guys come on so we get a voiceover billy was nasty why did you send her back to the institution then vicky just eats ham weirdly
1: <laughs> i want to move
0: past this fucking dinner scene so like,
1: i love I, god damn it i love it so much they're just
0: like <laughs> what's wrong with you vicky and vicky's just just she's got mouthfuls of baloney <laughs> Listen, like, and she's like yeah. making weird faces at them too and i'm like okay vicky you're you just came out of a mental institution and like you would think you'd want to try to make a good impression by like, you know, you, you almost killed a person. You don't want to be scaring your family. That's the last thing it's- you want to be doing.
1: Love it. I love it. Oh, my God.
0: So they're all like, OK, Vicky's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna go see Uncle Sebastian. He likes me. So Vicky goes to the house at night. We see go inside. Uncle Sebastian, an older guy, you're like, who is this? Like, oh, it's Vicky. It's Sebastian, I don't want to see these children around here. They're all crazy. But Vicky hears this, she gets sad, then cries, then walks back home. But then we we go back to the their parents' house. Vicky's back inside. Her mom's like, why are you crying? Vicky's like Uncle Sebastian says we're all crazy. Then fake then like fake cries horribly, like your girlfriend wanting something, like ah, like why is this film so badly A D R? It's just like ah, like that. It's literally I, that in this movie. It's
1: literally, it's literally that like that joke cry that you and your that you and your friends will do, where it's like someone says something like that's like a dig. And, like, you try and, like, mess with that. You, you're, you're just, like, you're just, like, you know, hemming it up, like, being a, being a jokester. You're just, like, eh! Like, and they're like, they're, like, oh. They're, like, oh. But they're doing it for real. And <laughs> she like, so great.
0: Okay. Now, we're going to get to, like, quite possibly what I think is my favorite part of this movie. Yes. Where, okay, we're outside sky is red. We're outside of Uncle Sebastian's house, and Sebastian. We see Sebastian and wife and car. But then suddenly, Sebastian is just done in by a hatchet, and the wife goes to leave the car. But they're like, okay, this is a typical murder scene. But that's not the end of it. This killer, from the she's in the back seat fucking punches through the seat and sebastian's chest and rips out his still beating heart and then runs over to auntie ann like she runs over auntie ann with a car while some dude in the like next to the microphone like i am goes psh, psh, to mimic the sound of someone's head getting crushed Holy shit! Thank you. <laughs> this movie is only like sixty-nine minutes because otherwise I would fucking be here all day. I want to say that again, guys. <laughs> she rips his heart out, punching <laughs> through the back seat, through the seat, through Sebastian, holding the heart. Okay, she
1: she literally just she literally just went full Temple of Doom and was just like just (gasps) god damn she should be See, you know what she should sign up for the ufc when that comes around god damn like she she straight up breaks through leather cotton and more leather and then a human like human skin and goes through a human rib cage oh my god that is so oh my god also also I'm so glad you mentioned the fucking running over sound because I, <laughs> oh my God, I like, dude, this scene had me dying, dying, dog. Uh, like, I literally, literally, him go, literally hearing the sound guy, hearing the Foley artist go, quick, quick, as he is like, somewhere, as like an old woman's head gets collapsed by a car. It's just, the funniest thing awesome. in the world. This
0: movie is so awesome. Oh my god. I love this movie. This movie is great. This is this is phenomenal. Th- this is so good. Guys, oh. this movie should have won all, all the awards. All of them.
1: Fuck <laughs> a Razzie. This thing should get best fucking sound design.
0: Okay, so but we're we're not even done with this scene because our hatchet-wielding killer lobs off the fingers of Auntie Anne and it's shown like oh Mary is our killer. But then we cut to Mary killing Aunt B, who was also in the house. She was only mentioned, but like she was never shown. So she gets fucking decapitated inside the house, and Mary just puts her head in a bag, and then we move on. Next scene. Our Next. detective. Are we? Are answered. we gonna? Are are we gonna circle back to that scene? No, we're not. No, Next the fuck, scene. we are not. Next scene. The detective answers another phone call. Which I want to know. <laughs> do people just fucking call this man to spill the tea? Because <laughs> that's guy, all dude, he does is this, just answer phones and watch people sleep, which we'll get to. That's.
1: Other than the actual crime he commits, that this dude rules because he's like a precursor to TMZ. Because you know, most people go to the cops and are just like, oh my god, people are dead. But instead, it's you will not believe that the that Uncle
0: Sebastian
1: and Aunt Anne and Aunt, Aunt B all got killed. And you're just like, oh my god.
0: They're like, dude, fuck this. So We don't really see what happens because we move on to Vicky. She goes down to a lake, starts to wander through nature to, I don't fucking know, search for Bigfoot or the mummy or some shit. But she doesn't find that because instead, someone in the lake who's like, I don't know, supposed to be like a zombie or some shit comes out of water. He's covered in mud. And Vicky is like, fuck this. She dips. The figure gives chase. A hand reaches out to touch her. And she screams, all while hold-line music is playing in the background. But then Vicky's able to run away, and the figure just goes back into the water. Where do we go? Next scene. Vicky returns home. Cameraman just starts turning the camera to show that she's feeling woozy. But then we see Billy. He's washing mud off of his face. Ah, it was Billy who gave chase. He's plotting with Mary. But then Adam calls Billy. He sits him down and suddenly, you know, Billy appears fully clothed, and Adam wants Billy to be kinder to his sister, but Billy doesn't. So Billy ends up taking some money out from, I don't know, I guess Adam's pocket. And the next scene, the detective wants to go visit the Kents, but finds a clothing item just on the street and puts it in an envelope. I the love love it.
1: He's he it's either he's it's either he is he has such foresight, it's insane, or he's a pack rat.
0: <laughs> or he's just weird
1: <laughs> he's yeah that's exactly his, that, that's, that's, that's,
0: that's what gets him going
1: <laughs> he's just like he's like oh is that an ascot or a scarf or something in the middle yes more he's of like, that
0: yes please so the detective <laughs> knocks on the door Adam's sitting inside smoking a pipe uh, wife Kent whose name is uh, Blanche sees detective through the peephole and I think Adam tells her don't answer the door, but I can't fucking hear because the music in this movie is too loud. And Vicky, she just takes some of her clothes off. And then the detective like goes to sit down and, you know, talk to her. The detective asks her about the scarf. And by the way, they're outside. Then Vicky just fucking runs. And then all of a sudden she's just like back in her room. And the detective like looks at her through the shades, but then Vicky looks at her, looks at the detective and just starts dancing. Like jam band style music is playing. It's supposed to be seductive, but it feels just so wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is the it I'm is. Just, <laughs> it's
1: it's just, so weird. It's so fucking weird,
0: man. <laughs> it's so strange. But then the detective just watches her take her clothes off and strip, and then a dog starts barking, and the detective leaves, and then now ah, she's sad. This, this
1: striptease is the weirdest shit on the planet. It is just, like, you just hear the fucking banjo music as she's doing her striptease. And he's just watching, and you're just like, you're like, what? What planet am I on? Like, like, this is so weird. One, why is this mentally unstable woman, like, all of a sudden super cool with someone, some guy's just stalking her? Two, why is this guy stalking her? Three, why is there... Banjo music. It's
0: just, listen. Just, we're we're about to.
1: She's like, dude. She kicks her fucking leg up, and you're ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> she's like, just
0: listen. We're about to be transported to a whole nother fucking planet because I don't know purple haze or cyan <laughs> magic. I'm gonna be real. I don't really know what we're seeing. It's like hyper colorful, and Vicky is like because you know the detective tells us thinks some faceless thing is having sex with her and all the colors are changing and it's supposed to be like you know all vibrant and pixely and they're like 69ing or some shit but then we end up cutting back to real life and vicky sits on her couch or bed or whatever the fuck it is and cries and the detective stands somewhere outside and just walks so vicky ends up you know she changes into some new clothes when we cut to billy entering the house Apparently, he bought a mask from a costume shop and stands over Vicky's bed looking like, I don't fucking know, zombified Christopher Lloyd. But then Vicky sta- Vicky wakes up, screams. Then Billy approaches her and just wiggles his fingers. It's kind of weird. She just <laughs> screams and goes down this like I, green wall while the parents are just fucking nowhere she, to be seen. I,
1: okay, couple things. I got big flashbacks to... The fucking Fast and Furious scene from six, where they're on the runway, and like all moviegoers collectively thought, this is the longest runway I have ever seen. <laughs> you know, you know what scene I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Fast yeah. and Furious six, yeah. where they're going down the ru- runway at the airport. Yeah, okay. It okay, just doesn't cool. end. It's it just doesn't fucking end. This hallway does not fucking end. There are three separate cuts of fucking Vicky just rolling her back down the hallway wall. And it's three separate cuts, all of which are the same hallway. I'm like, how big is this damn house? Because and also like the brother is wiggling his fingers and just looking at her like he's not doing like he's not grabbing her like throwing or like doing really like insane stuff. He's just like it's like it's like jazz hands, but with a really gross Halloween costume
0: slimy jazz hands that's that's all slimy jazz hands and like with this part it's like they're reusing the same fucking shots like I swear they are that's a whole thing running 100%
1: 100% they they no I I I backed up I backed up they reused the they reused the damn shots they Uh. shot this scene twice and just reused it like three or four times. Like it is wild. This movie reuses so many shots.
0: So, okay. Now she, now Vicky's back in bed, but then the detective is walking and he's back at the Kent's house. He's just like, you know, there's something about Vicky that got me and he just fucking watches her sleep. And then we <laughs> just hear the audio guy making fake dog noises and barking into the microphone, oh, like, Row, Row, like <laughs> that like startles the detective. So I, he fucking runs away.
1: I love it. I love it. I'd, I'd be, I would literally, I would literally fuck it. I would love that. It's just the, literally the guy is just doing,
0: He's just doing his
1: best. He's he's doing his best. He's trying so hard. So much of this is just a guy, a foley artist who's just overworked and doing his best. But he literally goes ruff, 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 and like the like you see the guy like the narrator. He literally goes oh shit, and he like nearly like falls over. He like turns and like sprints away. Like (laughs) like okay, cool. Well, yeah.
0: So here we are. Okay, next scene. Mary's asleep then we get like that classic hypnosis spiral overlay on the screen Mary wakes up and now everything is like in yellow tinted negative color Mary's having a dream that her family's gonna murder her but it's kind of turning her on like we're getting shots of her getting stabbed while smooth jazz is playing while she's moaning and this goes on for like a very uncomfortable amount of time but then she wakes up screams but that wakes mom up so adam goes to like you know take care like go investigate she's like "Eh." he's like "Eh, go to sleep then we move on next scene adam goes into the kitchen sees fake blood in the kitchen that billy put there all part of his plot to send vicky back to the asylum but then the parents are
1: insanely diabolical thing. That's so evil. It's, Ooh, it's your spooky. sister dog.
0: <laughs> so the parents call using a rotary phone. They call the detective again. Does this man just fucking sit at his desk and watch people sleep? What the <laughs> fuck? Dude,
1: this guy is doing like, I, I swear to God, this detective does nothing but creep on mentally unstable people and just sit at his desk like it's it's so wild it's so wild
0: oh and by the way we're back at the house and all of a sudden the house lights go out and i guess there's just a storm going on so blanche is away adam um adam walks through darkness mary walks through darkness as well so adam lost blanche and like fucking craziness happens with the audio And it's just a dude walking through his house where it's like Adam will like call out Blanche. But then we'll have just like so much distorted like noise going on when he calls out that just fucking disappears when he's done talking. It's so, so atrocious.
1: It's it is it is bad. It is so bad. It's like it's so funny because there's also such a distinct difference in like ADR Mm -hmm. versus like what he's at versus like. I don't know what it is, but there's a significant drop in quality between the narrator doing the ADR as well as like him because it goes from like, it goes from like the narrator's overarching to like this very like backward, like away, like Blanche. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, you're like, I guess I heard that.
0: Like, oh, that. That works too, I guess. So we get trippy shots of lightning. Blanche is now in the basement. Adam found a light and starts flashing it around his house, all to the soundtrack of like 60s Batman. So they're looking for something. Adam calls out like, oh, for God's sakes, Blanche, where are you? But then the lights turn back on and everything's okay, I guess. So then Adam goes into the living room, takes his shirt off. We get hairy shoulders in a white tank top and grabs a hammer to, I don't fucking know, go do some like a midnight shop work. But then he sees something. An ice pick on the ground then all of a sudden he gets stabbed he falls down slowly to the ground as blood pours from his neck so yeah he's done in blanche walks mm-hmm. in sees a shadow gets scared by it and one of the daughters covers her like i don't know blanche's head with a sheet and blanche like sees an axe shadow on the wall gets an axe to the head screams continues to get bonked with an axe while they cover like this mattress that Blanche is in with like some weird mixture of strawberry jam and barbecue sauce. And Billy, like, walks in the room and says, Oh no, his whole family's murdered. And all, and he just fucking leaves the house. Now it's I, daytime I, and he I, just fucking I, walks through the woods like he's out for a stroll and not running I, for his life.
1: <laughs> I love that. Billy, my favorite thing is I, I love Billy's reaction to. His his mother and father being brutally murdered because Billy is sitting. Billy is sitting there playing cards, and then it's like, then then he goes, then he goes, oh, I should go see what's going on. And he puts down the cards and gets up. And you're like, Billy, this is this is a much dire situation. And the fact that you only heard it after your parents have been brutally murdered that you decide to just take a stroll outside for a wee bit, like you're like, oh, it's. Let's be a little more frantic. Let's be a little more frantic.
0: (laughs) Move with urgency, Billy. You gotta go. So he gets bonked in the back of the head with a rock, and all of a sudden his shirt's just pouring with blood. And he gets, like, I don't know, dragged away or buried alive by someone and clawing at the dirt above him. I don't know, I guess he's dead now. We cut to Mary cleaning herself up. She murdered her own family. Vicky is innocent, but she feels bad about killing Billy. Then Mary hears voices someone calls 90s police procedural music and she finds a box and it's like her own severed head inside of it And we're like oh she's like fuck this runs to the cellar downstairs she lights with a candle and she like i don't know walks in front of like a trippy target logo and like something <laughs> is like talking to her and mary just can't stop the voices more trippy like colors with elevator music She's caught like in a web of color, and Mary drops the candle and leaves the house. Now she's out in nature. She sits by the lake, voices talking to her still, flashes of the axe. Mary gets confronted with the faces of the people who she killed. Frogs are riveting. That's a sound effect. Flashes of the people she killed. More visions of decapitated heads, ice picks to the necks, skulls and bones. Then a skeleton appears in the ground. She continues to walk through nature, more waiting music. Mary would love would leave the lake and go somewhere where the demons wouldn't follow her, but then she returns home. Next scene: the detective knocks on the door and lets himself into the Kent household, looks around, opens the refrigerator to find Adam sitting up right in the fridge, covered in blood. Because I don't know, I guess Joaquin Phoenix did it in Joker, so it must be like pretty cool to do, right?
1: yeah exactly it's the trendy thing it's the trendy move I,
0: I don't fucking know he's just in the fridge so the detective goes <laughs> to the bedroom sees Blanche we get horror music mixed with like weight room Vicky walks in sees an axe with blood on it touches her face like she's absolutely horrified but the detective sees Vicky holding the axe and she's just like listen this is funny this wasn't me and I know you. I know what you're thinking this really sure. wasn't me I promise you so chase scene she runs through the house her and the detective play a game of like cat and mouse vicky holds the axe aggressively but the detective wants to go calm vicky down and vicky like she suddenly snaps and gives like the softest axe blows i've ever seen and the detective is like on the it, it ground is. but the detective realizes what's going on and then proceeds to like choke her out with his bare hands like Homer Simpson style choking Bart Simpson.
1: (laughs) It's like, why you You little? It's also, uh, yeah, back on the hatchet swinging again. I don't want to criticize technique, but damn, she could have put a little more weight into it. Like she is just going like, ah, and she's like, just like. The love taps him with the hatchet like,
0: like, it's all all tricep. It's all tricep. You got to get your hips into it, too. It's like swinging a baseball bat.
1: Absolutely. It's absolutely. And stand and twist and (laughs) twist.
0: So, yeah, we the detective was like, yes, I killed her. It took me three months to recover from my attack. And I'm like, what the fuck? She didn't even hit you that hard, my brother in Christ. So where do we go? We cut to a hand placing an axe in a suitcase. Mary, she's leaving this house and walks through this night holding the suitcase. And she he gets stopped by like she's walking down the streets, a guy stops to try to talk to her, but like he gets spooked. But then she goes to to the city. With this the, the detective does a voiceover. The Kent family had one thing in common. They all kept diaries. Fingerprints proved that Mary Kent had committed all the murders Vicky was accused of. So Mary enters a taxi with a, I don't fucking know, Uncle Sam with an axe on like a little decal up top that says, get it done, America. And then the taxi drives off. Taxi driver's like, hey, where to, miss? But then Mary stares, then swings the axe at the man driving the taxi. God, that's a poor choice. Don't attack the person driving the car.
1: Yeah, that that is a weird one. It's like it, I feel like I feel like a better a better a better thing would be to be like, where where to, miss? And she just like goes anywhere or something like that. Or just like or just the like the thing. West Coast. Yeah, exactly. Just you just go Los Angeles. And he's like, you got a long ways to go. And he like punches the cat thing, you know. But like. Her just swinging the axe at the driver. That's a weird one. That feels like a weird, self-destructive idea.
0: But then we cut to the image of a night sky. We get our title card, but we finish with one last voiceover. Mary disappeared. It's been a year. If anybody has seen Mary Kent, please contact Detective Tim O'Malley. All information will be kept confidential. And credits start rolling. And yeah, guys, that's, that's the movie. That's that's this fucking movie. But just this version. No, we're not going to go through the whole entire just lost version here on (laughs) this podcast. Uh, Strap in for the three hour spectacular, everybody. Listen, I I do not have the mental capacity to do that. But um, Mike, you watched a little bit of the um, of the lost version. Yeah, I did.
1: I did. I watched I watched I watched the first 30 minutes. I'll say Perfect. that. I did not I did not get through all of it. I watched the first 30 minutes and I got a grip on I feel like I got a grip on the general idea of the the lost version. And I will say this. I, it's like both, like you obviously finished all of it. So mm, you yeah. have a clear idea on how this stacks against it. So I'll let you take the reins, but my two cents on the lost version versus the original version, it's like the lost version is very obviously the version that Doris Wishman intended. Mm-hmm. Like in my opinion, that it's like it's very clear that that was the lost version was the one that she intended to get put out because it the lost version, from what I saw, was very coherent. Yeah, in in its attempt, it still wasn't good. It still was a very all over the place. The plot was still very ham fisted. But at the very least, you could understand what was going on instead of going, "Oh, Bicky's here! Oh, Vicky's Vicky's doing this! Oh, Mary just killed people! Oh, mm-hmm. the Foley artist made a cracking sound when an old woman's head got run over!" Like it's, it's just it, It's more. It, there's 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 better explanation for why things happen as well as better explanation of who the characters are.
0: Yeah, it's very much like a we go like. With with the lost version is very much like, a, you know, OK, we go from point A to point B. We have a we have a whole story. We have a we have a story point A point B with the version that we just talked about. It just kind of decides to go, hey, we're just going to fucking go wherever the fuck we want. I do think, though, that my favorite thing is that the lost version actually ends with uh the Vicky or Mary, I think it, Mary, I think it is, but I think in the, in the lost version, they renamed Mary to Vicky. So the last shot that we get is, uh, the, is the punch through the chest and squint and like, you know, chopping off Anne's fingers. Like we get that bit to end off on and she gets, oh, all that's in a, the taxi that's a bombshell. And, it goes, and I was like, dude, that is, that's fucking amazing. So it is really interesting to see how this, uh, the Lost Version plays with the kills. I mean, hell, even the people, the two kids that get killed in the cemetery get killed later in the Lost Version. So, oh. yeah, it's... I would say, out of curiosity, definitely go check out the Lost Version. I think it's a... I mean, I think it's a better film, but that's really not saying much compared to the one we just talked about.
1: I Yeah, from what I saw, from what I saw... If you were like, if you wanted to go in decently sober and drink in like what the hell's going on with a little bit of ridiculousness, I think the lost version is better. Mm -hmm. But if you want to sit around with your buddies and get seriously inebriated. I think I think, you know, which version is the one you should go with
0: dude. easily. And we'll say this, Samantha Fox, she is not in the lost version version she was brought on later to be in the version we just talked about so yeah but mike man i, I think that does it for this episode of the messed up at midnight po- a quick episode of the messed up at midnight podcast yeah Maybe, it's a quick one a quick one but for like a very a very fast movie like this movie was that only is like true 69 nice minutes so <laughs> definitely go get this a watch it's on youtube use this to kick off your next drunk movie marathon and guys let us know what you think Follow us on social media. By the way, shout out to our fans in Myanmar. Me and Mike found this out. We, we have a couple of people from <laughs> Myanmar Dude, one
1: dude in Myanmar was just vibing. <laughs> okay, and you know what? If that one dude came back, shout out to you, dog. Like, hell yeah, man!
0: We love that. We love that. Follow us. Follow <laughs> us on yeah. Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Tell tell your friends about it, man. Let's let's get let's get something going with this podcast. <laughs> let's, I
1: mean, let's get a let's get a let's get a presence in Burma. Let's get a presence in Burma. Let's do this.
0: Look, <laughs> listen, listen. Wherever you are, man, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your enemies. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, guys. We got a lot of cool stuff coming, so be on the lookout for that. Mike, Mike, do you have anything else that you want to say? Sometimes if you gotta recut it,
1: you should just leave it. Sometimes you should just go, that's that. Maybe splicing together B-roll may not be the best idea, but you know, that's just me.
0: If if it's been destroyed in a fire, maybe that's destroyed a, in a fire. Maybe that's a sign. Take that with yeah. what you will. All right, guys. Well, we'll see y'all next week. See you next week,
1: everybody.